0: You're listening to the Monica Cade podcast, an interview series featuring conversations that bring out your best. I chat to thought leaders, creative minds, athletes, and entrepreneurs doing what they love while challenging the status quo. The intention for this podcast is to have conversations that bring out your best. You can find the show notes on my website, monicacade.com, and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Monica Cade. And if you enjoy this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. You'll be helping me achieve my mission to impact 200,000 lives in 2019. For now, let's dive into the show. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Monica Cade podcast. My guest today is Jordan, who is a qualified nutritionist and GAPS practitioner, a health and wellness blogger, food photographer, and a recipe developer. She believes that truly nourishing your body and using food as medicine is the key to great physical and mental health. She specializes in gut health and all the implications that go with having gut issues, such as depression, anxiety, weight, skin, and digestive issues, plus so much more. She's truly incredible at what she does, and I so look forward to sharing this conversation with you. So let's jump in now. Hello, Jordan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat to you today because I've been following you on Instagram for quite a while now, and every time I see your divine recipes, I'm just like, oh my God, this girl is amazing. So, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Now, I thought for some of our listeners who might not follow you on Instagram or they don't know who you are as yet, can you just tell us how did you or when was the moment you realised that you wanted to become a nutritionist?
1: Well, one of the reasons I actually got into the health and wellness industry was because one of my older sisters, she so when I was in high school, she suffered from a severe case of anorexia nervosa. Mm -hmm. And she had to be hospitalised for a couple of months and was even put on bed rest. It got that bad. So I guess it was her situation that made me realise, you know, how much of an impact food can have on our bodies, both positively and negatively. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of the things that first started my spark um, and interest in nutrition and helping others with food. But when it actually came time to enrol in university, I was at a crossroads because I couldn't decide if I wanted to do a degree in interior design slash photography or become a nutritionist because I loved both of those areas. But in the end, you know, I became a nutritionist and my ultimate goal in life is to help people. So that's why I choose food and nutrition. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'll just do photography as a side hobby. But fast forward to today, I have a job where I'm so lucky that I can merge both of my passions.
0: Mm, I think that's the really cool thing about the world we live in today. That it's almost like we can create these jobs that kind of include all of our loves, not every, every um, time. Totally, yeah. <laughs> but we're so lucky. I was having this conversation with uh, a younger girl the other day. She's fourteen, and and she felt very stifled as to what she wanted to do. And I said, "You're in a really, you're living in a really cool time
1: where." your job may not be created. You may create it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like 14 is way too young to know what you want to do yet. Oh, totally. I said, (laughs) don't stress. (laughs) Yeah. Got the rest of your life
0: to figure it out. (laughs) Exactly. So tell me, you obviously grew up with a sister with anorexia and I understand personally what that's like because I too went through that in my 20s. I'm curious to know, how did that impact your
1: relationship with food? Oh, this is a great question. So, well, like most people, I grew up eating white bread and ice cream and Cadbury chocolate and, you know, McDonald's and things like that occasionally. So my diet definitely hasn't always been even close to what it is now. So I guess in my last year of university, I was starting to become a lot more interested in the role of food and, you know, how it affects our gut health specifically. Mm -hmm. And I came across a book called Gut and Psychology Syndrome or The GAPS Book by um, Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I have. The yeah. GAPS Book? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I absolutely devoured it in just a couple of days. And I really resonated with this book. And it began to make me realize that, you know, I've been experiencing gut issues my entire life, probably because of the, the really bad food that, you know, we grew up eating. And I had symptoms ranging from brain fog to sugar cravings. I used to get migraines almost every month. My uh, menstrual cycle was practically non-existent. I pretty much had it two or three times a year. It was that, um, you know, non-existent. Mm. I suffered from bloating. I would get so bloated that I would literally look six months pregnant. And (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been that bloated, but it gets... (laughs) It gets so big and so uncomfortable that you really struggle to breathe. Yeah, And along with that bloating, you know, sometimes I would get really severe gut pains, like so severe that I'd be lying on a heap on the bathroom floor in agony, just crying my eyes out. And my boyfriend would be like, Oh, do you like, what do I do? Do you want me to take you to the emergency room? So, you know, I had a lot of symptoms, but that was my normal. Hmm. And you know, after reading this book, it was really obvious to me that I needed to change my diet significantly. These issues were not normal and I had to get to the root cause to begin healing them. Mm. So I decided to go on the GAPS diet and I did that for about a year. But then a year later, I was, I was probably worse than before I started. And, you know, I followed the GAPS diet to a T. I did everything perfectly according to the book. But, you know, in the end, I had to stop it because it was pretty clear that, you know, this diet just wasn't right for my individual body. Hmm. And, you know, after doing that, I was just so confused. I was so adamant that, you know, the GAPS diet was supposed to heal everybody. So I had no idea what to do. And I began to think that my gut issues were the result of stress Hmm. or, you know, maybe it was just in my head because that's what a lot of people kept telling me. So I began to think that they were right. So at that point, my partner and I decided to take a four-month holiday in Europe, (laughs) which is incredible, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was hoping that would fix me, but obviously, you know, unfortunately after the holiday, I came back with the same gut problems and realised, oh, at least it's not in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. This is actually real. I still need to get to the root cause, and I still look pregnant, even though I'm not. (laughs) So, yeah, not long after that Europe trip, I was referred on to the most incredible lady, and her name is Kirsty Worth, and she runs a business called Cultured Wellness. And I read a story that she put on somebody's blog or as a podcast or something, which, by the way, her story is absolutely mind boggling. What she has been through and overcome is just insane. But a few days later, I, you know, booked in to have a consultation with her. And that same day I started her therapeutic gut healing protocol. And that was probably over two and a half, maybe three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And thanks to Kirsty's gut healing protocol, you know, I now have a regular cycle, um, literally every 28 to 30 days. I no longer look six months pregnant. Mm -hmm. A lot of my symptoms (laughs) just disappeared. So I was really fortunate to come across that um, specific gut healing protocol so young. But I think it's also really important to point out that my gut healing and everybody else's as well doesn't happen overnight. And you know, the healing is never linear. There will always be ups and downs along the way. You know, I've had these issues my entire life and I still know that I've got more healing to do, but you know, I'm so grateful for all of the struggles because I believe that, you know, nothing happens to you, it happens for you. So, you know, from dealing with my own gut issues, doing loads and loads of research, working closely with a lot of clients who have similar issues and, you know, other gut problems, my passion is now very much focused on, you know, gut health, using food as medicine to heal that. And that's also why I started my own website. So I could share my recipes and blogs with people who were struggling. And then that fortunately led me on to creating a cookbook called Gut delicious which is full of beautiful gut healing, gut friendly recipes as well. Mm. And, and we'll talk more about your books
0: and, and recipes yeah. in a moment. I would love to know how has, you know, you've gone from having all these gut issues, feeling bloated, I assume that your mental clarity also was affected by the way you are previously eating. For people who have been eating, you know, an, a diet, and maybe because they're just not aware of how good they can feel or they're not even aware of this information yet, what would you say is the first step that they can take towards possibly, you know, being the detective for their own health and, and starting to recognise, oh, okay, maybe I... I have some of the issues that you've spoken about and and what would be one of the first steps towards uh, improving their gut health?
1: Yeah, definitely seek support um, and, you know, investigate deeper, especially into gut health because a long, 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 long time ago, Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut and, you know, fast forward a few years later, we're only just beginning to realise how accurate he really was we are actually more bacteria than human so we're basically a living breathing vehicle and host for our microbiome or our gut bugs or our gut flora you know whatever you want to call it so our gut bugs have so many important functions in their body in our body they help us to regulate our metabolism absorb nutrients 80% of our immune system is in our gut They also help us to create important neurotransmitters like serotonin, which is one of our happy hormones. So that's also produced in the gut as well as dopamine. So what's going on in your gut is going to affect your mood. And, you know, in this modern day life, we're exposed to so many different things that are harming these little gut bugs. So that includes everything from herbicides, pesticides, preservatives in our food supply, antibiotics that have been over-prescribed. Stress is a really, really big one. So within 20 minutes of experiencing stress, that can actually shift and change our whole microbiome as well as, you know, fluoridated water, environmental toxins. So, you know, pretty much everybody on the planet has been exposed to at least one of those things and they are unfortunately cleaning out the, the gut of good bacteria which is absolutely essential for optimal health. Mm. And, you know, that then leads to an imbalance of bacteria. It's called gut dysbiosis. And gut dysbiosis can lead to inflammation. And then chronic inflammation can lead to leaky gut and creating little tiny holes along the gut lining. And when your gut is badly damaged, inflammatory substances such as bacteria, viruses, parasites and, you know, even undigested food molecules can start to leak through those little holes in your gut wall and into the bloodstream. And that then causes, you know, cascading health effects. So for some people, they could just be inflamed, like, you know, feeling puffy. For other people, they could get joint and muscle pain. Um, I used to suffer from brain fog and poor concentration as well as digestive issues. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of the most common ones with gut dysbiosis. So that could be anything from stomach pain to bloating to diarrhea to gas to constipation, um, recurrent UTIs or thrush, anxiety and depression, mood swings, food sensitivities, persistent rashes or acne, fatigue, weight gain. Basically, our gut microbiome is responsible for how we look, feel and think. So this is why it's so important we look after them and nurture them so they can in turn look after us. Mm. Oh, you've covered so many amazing
0: things <laughs> in there. So I just
1: waffled on a bit.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I find it very fascinating. And I also, I started a nutrition degree at one point. And so did I, I did, yes. And then I got six months into it and I realised, I love learning about nutrition and I'm fascinated by, and I love it, but it took me six months to realize that I don't want to practice it as a practitioner. And so, but it was fascinating to learn about a lot of the things that you just spoke about and how marvelous our body is and how all these little things that we're putting into our bodies, they truly do affect like every little cell that we have. And I think sometimes, especially I think if if people don't have a greater understanding of how, you know, our insides work and and our cells and and how everything functions together. And I think when you learn that, and everyone can learn it, it's just fascinating, like, how everything works together and and why the nutrients, the proper nutrition is important, you know, to help us live optimally. It's just amazing. (laughs) So, okay, what about for people that maybe because I feel like the information you shared is fantastic. And then we've also got some, you know, pointers for people who are experiencing some of the symptoms and maybe they don't have very good health. What would you say to some people that maybe, you know, they eat really clean, predominantly they're in good health and they have a great diet, but maybe occasionally they suffer from some sort of a mood disorder or maybe, you know, they do experience the occasional bloating or things like that. Is, should they be looking out at what they recently ate? Like what, how, what approach should they take there?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a, um, a couple of things that you could do first to try and figure out, you know, what the root cause is. So I think the biggest thing that you should address is stress because the biggest cause of digestive distress is stress. And, you know, I truly believe that the worst thing that you can put into your mouth is guilt. So you could be eating the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. Everything could be organic, you know, beautiful, beautiful food. But if you're feeling stressed or anxious about what you're eating, you're beginning mm-hmm. to imp- impair the breakdown and absorption of your food. You begin to suppress your immune system. You also begin to increase your likelihood of experiencing a reaction to a food toxin or a pathogen. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that you can do is try your best to relax. And one of the best things that you can do, and this is something that I recommend to all of my clients, is to just take five big, deep breaths before each meal. And what that does is it allows your body to come back to that relaxed and calm state before you begin your meal. And it also allows you to become a lot more mindful of your food. <laughs> But I guess it's it's all about doing the best that you can in each situation. You know, I think we need to also accept that we may, we may not be able to be perfect all of the time mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you know, we're all just humans having a human experience. But, you know, just some other really simple things, you know, make sure you're drinking enough water. I know this may sound really simple, but seriously, over 50% of my clients tell me they don't drink enough water each day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there really isn't a health issue that water can't help with. Make sure it's filtered and clean and that you're getting enough throughout the day. Drink lots of bone broth. That's also incredibly healing, soothing and nourishing for the gut. And then, you know, consuming beautiful homemade fermented foods. And, you know, I've got lots of recipes on my website to get you started as well.
0: Mm, And I'll definitely include those links in the show notes so everyone can go on and and take a little look-see. All right. That's fabulous advice. And I think The stress component that you spoke about is so, so important. I think. Yeah, it's so overlooked. Yeah, because I think, you know, it's, I know even I've done it in the past where I've gone, you know, I'm eating really well, I'm exercising, I'm doing all the things right. Exactly. But I didn't stop to look at like my inner state. How was I really feeling, you know? Yeah. And, and when I did, I realized I was like, I'm actually highly stressed right now. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. That's that's not really going to, like, of course, it would support me a lot better than, you know, putting crappy foods in my body, but yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really addressing the thing that was yeah the cause. So I think it's a huge, huge thing to take into consideration.
1: Yeah, just slow down because sometimes, you know, you're eating on the go, you're eating in the car or you finish a meal and you don't even realise that you've just finished it and you're like, oh, I don't even mm. really remember eating that. So mm. it's so important to just slow down, take a couple of big deep breaths before your food just to bring you back into that rest and digest state. Mm. Yes, beautiful. So
0: you also touched on just then how, you know, we can't always eat in, you said perfect, but, you know, in a way that supports us to to be our best. And that often can happen while we're travelling because we may not always have access to the food we have in our kitchens or sometimes, you know, you might want to try new different things when you are travelling. Now, you've got the Gut Venture Travel Guide.
1: So I thought yes. maybe we
0: could have a little chat about this because I feel like you know that is a nice segue into this.
1: Yeah. So so yeah, I created um, it's an ebook and it's called Gut Venture Travel Guide, and it is a little bit of a niche ebook, but there is such a huge need for this guide. And you know, my partner and I, we travel a lot, and years ago, so we've been interested in health for a long time, but. I wish I had access to something like this ebook because, you know, when I first started to travel, I had no idea how to travel healthy, you know, how to keep my gut happy, what food I could take with me on the plane, what supplements that I should take with me to really support my body during that time, mm. you know, and just generally how to support and look after my gut health, you know, while traveling overseas. So, um, you know, after experimenting and you know learning what works best, you know, what not to do, what stuff you, sh- you probably shouldn't pack, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and what stuff you can't take through customs. Uh, you know, which healthy, healing recipes you can whip up in even the most basic of kitchens. I decided to put everything I know, everything that I personally do, just into one handy ebook to share with the world and help others, especially if other people are interested in traveling healthy and, and looking after their gut while they are overseas or, you know, traveling around Australia or whatever they choose to do. Mm -hmm. So now
0: traveling is now no longer an excuse for a poor diet, folks. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think, you know what, sometimes it feels a little bit challenging, you know, say I was traveling and I thought, oh, now I know about this book. And it's like, oh, but now (laughs) I have to, now I'm going to know this information, but it's, sometimes I feel like it's until you know it and learn it then it's kind of outside of your comfort zone but after a few goes you realize how simple these things can really be.
1: Yeah exactly and you know I talk about um, a lot of people don't know that you can actually take food on the flight with you Mm -hmm. so I always pack like a little esky and you know pack nibbles like um, you know berry gummies or leftover sausages and avocado and eggs and things like that. And you know, that's my food for that plane because have you seen some of the food that they serve to people mm. on the the plane? It's it's not food, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I talk about you know some of the things that you can really do to support your overall health while you're traveling and lots and lots of tips and suggestions and recipes in there.
0: Yeah, it sounds amazing. So tell me,
1: where do you draw inspiration for all these amazing recipes that you create? <laughs> Hmm. Sometimes they're requests, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes because I work from home, it's kind of good and bad because I can just pop down to the kitchen and whip something up when inspiration strikes. But sometimes I kind of use it as a procrastination tool, so it's, a, <laughs> it's it's good and bad. But yeah, usually it's something that I want to eat, or you know, somebody will send me an email or a message on Instagram and say, "Hey, do you have a recipe for this?" Or can you make a healthy, healthier alternative to this, you know, for example, because I'm always saying that just because the ingredients change doesn't mean the menu has to. So, you know, for example, for my clients that have gut issues or, you know, health problems, one of the first things that I do is get them off gluten because it's so damaging to the gut. And, you know, a lot of those people are like, well, what do I eat? So I'm always looking to create things that will support their health and that they're not going to feel deprived or, you know, feeling left out that they can no longer eat their bread or their pizza or brownies or whatever it may be. Mm.
0: Actually, I was on your website last night and I got really excited about this, but I saw that you had a recipe for uh, sugar-free marshmallows. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, Because just recently, I mean, a few months ago, I was, like, thinking... Because, you know, as I have these fond memories of things that I used to eat that I would never in a million years touch now or would even like. I know my taste buds just wouldn't like it. And marshmallows is one of those things. Like I I just love them. They're just... And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, yes, this is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It's such uh, a good recipe.
1: I will have to give it a go and I will report back and let you know. (laughs) Uh, And it's really good because you can make lots of different flavours. So... I think I provide just the standard vanilla one, but if you've got, you know, spirulina or turmeric or beetroot powder or even cacao, you can add those in and create different flavours and, you know, different coloured marshmallows, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Would you say that this is also
0: a good alternative for maybe young children as well who still want to have the treats that maybe their parents don't want to give them the sugar or the, you know, additives and things like that in their food.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's for anyone struggling really. Mm,
0: Amazing. Okay. So if you could pick one recipe that you'd be remembered for, I feel like this is a hard question. It is such a hard question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would it be? Oh, how can I choose just one? I might actually end up making a whole list, but some (laughs) of my favourites at the moment is, um, so I've got a bacon garlic liver pate. Mm -hmm. So that is something that I absolutely love. And it doesn't taste too livery like most pates because it's got the bacon and the spices and the garlic to kind of cover that. Mm -hmm. But that's what I use for my energy Mm pick-me-up. So whenever I'm feeling super fatigued or flat or just unmotivated and kind of like a sloth, I'll just make a big batch of that and just go to town on it and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that with celery or cucumber or mix it into spaghetti or meatballs or something. Mm -hmm. I also love, I've got a turmeric bulletproof coffee recipe. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a bulletproof coffee?
0: Well, I haven't because, I mean, I know all about it and I haven't probably had a traditional one, especially because I don't, have dairy so I don't put butter in mine I know you can do it with tea yeah. oil or like coconut oil but so yeah um, you can do it with ghee as well if you can tolerate that yeah no I can't I find, I've tried that as well it's still kind of a bit funny it's I mean look I can handle these things in small amounts but I often the cleaner I am and then when I have them again I'm
1: like oh it's not you notice little symptoms yeah. pop up. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's not like it I don't have huge, huge issues with it, but I just know that I feel better when I kind of avoid it. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my answer, but yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, tell us
1: about it. yeah, I've got a beautiful... So it's just basically like a regular bulletproof coffee and obviously if you can't do butter, you can swap it for ghee and then if you can't do ghee, you could swap it for, you know, coconut butter or some type of nut milk or coconut milk or something. Mm -hmm. And I just add a little bit of turmeric in there and then you can go a bit crazy and add cinnamon or cardamom or, you know, all sorts of things to add a lot of flavour to it Um, and that's really, really beautiful. Mm. Um, I just kind of love the experience and the, the ritual of having that each morning. Yeah, I've got a kidney cleansing green juice. That is oh, it's probably one of my favorite drinks of all time. It just makes me feel incredible. I just can feel it supporting all my organs and just loving my body. I've got a mango sorbet recipe, which I'm probably addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> I love all my kind of weird, crazy fermented food creations and my latest one that I just created is a double espresso brownie. And that one's incredible because it's all the frees. It's, you know, gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, egg-free, nut-free. You know, it kind of ticks all those allergy-friendly boxes as well.
0: Yeah, I did see that pop up somewhere, either on Instagram or your website or something. I was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm always, anything that you put out there, I'm just amazed in all for its like presentation, but also how incredibly delicious it is delicious. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I often think, and I think I've said this to you once, I'm like, I wish I could just come and have you live in my house for a little while. <laughs> and I guess I'm a very practical person and I love watching someone else do something yeah. and learning through the experience of doing myself. I know I'm very intuitive and I can definitely pick up a recipe and go for it, but I think that experience as well, like learning with someone who creates these things
1: is also really cool. Yeah, I'm the same. I might have to start doing some video. You might have to, yes. So sure. I just
0: swallowed my tea; it oh, went down the wrong way. <laughs> well, as long as you're not choking, we're okay. No. <laughs> and so, in terms of you, you know, you're always creating these recipes. Do you ever feel like I
1: can't be bothered? Yeah, I definitely have up and down days. I think yeah. it, you know, depends on so many different things. The heat is one thing that puts me off because I just can't cope in super super hot weather I just get really floppy and fatigued and uh, I just couldn't be bothered but I guess that's why they created aircon. con um, <laughs> like, me exactly I understand yeah. completely <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know sometimes I kind of use creating recipes and cooking as a distraction so mm-hmm. that can be kind of bad and I have to sometimes limit myself to just one cooking day a week yeah. and then you know, sometimes I'll just let that go and just do like you know, one recipe each day. So it does kind of fluctuate a bit.
0: Yeah, I was just curious because, you know, I always see you putting out stuff and...
1: Yeah, it probably looks like I'm in the kitchen constantly, but I'm
0: not. (laughs) I I do other work, I
1: swear. (laughs) (laughs) We believe you. you.
0: (laughs) Okay, so our interview is coming to an end and I've got some signature questions for you. Yeah, sure. Okay, so first one, sunset or sunrise and why?
1: Uh, sunrise, because I'm a morning person Mm -hmm. and sunset, probably too many midges and mozzies up here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That kind of makes the experience
0: less enjoyable for sure. Yeah. They always attack me. So it's not very fun for me. Oh yeah. Intermittently. I'm okay. It seems lately they don't come after me, but. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. I am grateful. That's for sure. And
1: if you could attempt another career. What would you like to attempt? Ooh, maybe a surgeon. I think I've been watching too much Grey's Anatomy, but <laughs> that, has, <laughs> that has kind of inspired me. And I love kind of that medical side of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're not grossed out by blood and all that? Not on TV, but I don't know in real life. So <laughs> that's there's probably a big difference and who knows? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's okay. You can always dream. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. And final oh, actually. Yes go a change on change <laughs> probably a detective oh yeah I love crime shows and crime movies and all of that stuff so I think I was actually a detective in a past life maybe um, so. but yeah maybe either a surgeon or a detective
0: <laughs> amazing you're kind of a bit of a food detective now you know in the work that you're doing and helping people yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right final question What's the best piece of wisdom that you've been given?
1: Oh, so many things. Probably, like I said before, you know, just because the ingredients change doesn't mean the menu has to. So, you know, there's always an alternative out there, a healthier alternative that will make you feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Re- even when you mentioned that just before in the conversation, that really stood out for me. I was like, that's
0: so true. And yeah, I think and that opens up, yeah, it, it opens up the, like there's a lightness that comes with that you know it doesn't mean like oh now I've got these gut issues and now I have to eat like this and it means my life is going to be terrible yeah.
1: They're like oh I can only live off chicken and broccoli and you know five foods but yeah that's really not the case yeah, yeah totally
0: okay well that wraps up our conversation for today but thank you so much for talking to us you've been so much oh, pleasure. pleasure thanks and for having lovely. me pleasure (laughs) (laughs) all right and everyone listening you can check out the show notes for all the details for the gut venture travel guide and a link to jordan's instagram and website and
1: trust me you'll want to follow her (laughs) thank you again